0: Today's guest on the Bitcoin.com news podcast is Bryce Espino from Children of Heroes. Welcome to the show, Bryce. Thank you so much, Abby, for having me. Uh, The honor is all ours. Bryce, would you start, please, by uh, introducing yourself and, um, of course, your own organizations, too?
1: Yeah, I work for Children of Heroes, a nonprofit that focuses on helping kids who lost one or both parents in Ukraine. We are one of the... Nonprofits that really focus on fostering long-term care for these kids and families. Uh, we do we take care of them for up to twenty years, or as as long as we can. Uh, the youngest children that we have in our organization is aged one, all the way up to eighteen. And when they turn eighteen, we lessen our support, but we still monitor and see uh, what support we can give, or guidance, or mentorship. One thing that we do within our organization is that we ensure that um, we take care of these kids and ensure that they're taken care of uh, by their families, uh, by the right people. And we want to, as an organization, ensure that they have lower rates of divorce, lower rates of depression, higher rates of uh, salary, and essentially help make sure that these kids have a better life than even if the war never started.
0: It's a very worthy goal. And it sounds like you're focusing mostly on, on long-term like perspective of like trying to, to help their, keep their life in, in balance.
1: Yeah. We we want to, we wanted them to see that this uh, challenge that was set upon their lives isn't what defines their life. Rather, it's a blip to a whole much larger um story and that this doesn't define who they are rather this is just one aspect that helps build who they will be and with the help of our organization we hope that we help them become the best individuals that they can be or the best possible versions of themselves
0: can you tell us the origins uh, stories of your organization like um, you know how and why did it did it start
1: Of course. We started basically on the onset of the war. Uh, Dan Pasco, our founder, and a few of uh, business folks within Ukraine uh, wanted to do something, wanted to make an impact. And they started with trying to give internet access, uh, try to find anything and everything that they can do to ensure that there's support that can be given to anybody within Ukraine. And because the organization found it difficult to do all of these things, we found that the most important thing to focus on is ensuring that the children are taken care of. And that's how the organization started. Within a few weeks, we started organizing everything to focus solely on children. Afterwards, um, within a few months, we set up our fundraising and built a team solely dedicated to making sure that the organization helps and cares for children. And it's been about a year more than a year since we started. And we've so far helped or given help of over $5 million to children and their families.
0: Wow, that's very impressive. And uh, how many uh, children were you able to help in in this period?
1: That's actually a great question. We started uh, definitely with just a few children. By the end of 2022, we had about 1,700. 69 children in our fund. As of today, we have about 6,500 children supported by the fund. Um, There was an exponential growth within the past year and we expect to hit maybe 8,000 children that we need to support this year. In total, we support about 20% of all the children who've lost their parents due to this uh, devastating war.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty messed up situation. And definitely a lot of kids that that need that help. Um, can you tell us more about, um, you know, all the different projects uh, specifically that, that that you support with the kids?
1: Yeah, most definitely. Um, if you go to our website, which is uh we say that we have six different um, focus. Um, one of the key focus programs is Family Helpers these family helpers kind of act as social workers that uh, look after and ensure that the kids are taken care of. They're not people who stay with the children, rather. They uh, act as social workers where they ensure the needs of the children are met, uh, everything that is needed to make sure that the children have good and and uh, normal lives are met. We also have um, psychological support which is one of our bigger programs where we help rehabilitate kids from trauma, make sure that we're helping them cope uh, through art therapy, through socialization. Um, That's that's two. And then educational development. Uh, It's very important for us uh, to ensure that all the children have uh, access to computers, to anything that allows them to go to school. In a war zone, it's very difficult for you to actually go to school physically. So tablets, laptops, computers are very essential. And sometimes families can't afford it. So that's one support. Other than that, we also do uh, foreign languages as part of the education. We do We do have a health care fund where we have insurance for all the kids. And then socialization and then mentorship. For socialization, it's a mix because... As you know, because of the trauma that these kids are facing, they might feel alienated or away from everybody. So we wanted to make sure that these kids are helped. They have a a support system and a support group that could understand also the feelings that they have. And then lastly, mentorship and career planning. Uh, As mentioned, some of the children do become 18 years old. And after that, we kind of guide them as much as we can into careers. Uh, to jobs, to internships, while at the same time, at a young age, we do have some MBA programs that allow them to learn. Uh, They meet with celebrities and influencers to learn more of what other things they can do and kind of guide them towards the right path as to learning, expanding their uh, global view. And we want to make these kids very international. I think really... One of the key things uh, that we focus on at the moment also is emergency support and aid because of the current situation. But as we go along and ensure that we have this long-term plan, we want to move away eventually from emergency aid and focus on essential items such as education and their mental health.
0: I see. And are these kids all located in uh, Ukraine or is this also, you know, part of the refugee uh, communities, um, you know, right now of of Ukrainians uh, across Europe?
1: That's a great question. It's currently a mix, uh, but the majority of which the children are in Ukraine. Uh, We do about have maybe less than one percent or one percent that are international or we were able to bring out internationally but majority of the kids stay do stay and are, and are in Ukraine. <laughs> Another example would be some kids who are in Ukraine, but we were able to find scholarships or educational programs that allow them to be brought outside of Ukraine. Uh, one example would be this uh, young boy who lost his father, and uh, his father was a soldier, and we were able to find him a scholarship in the U.S. for $200,000 that allowed him to study at a military academy in texas and um there were so many loopholes that he had to go through as well as his mom and at the very end because of the uh, difficulties with visa and other items um it kind of devastated him made made him almost not want to go but his father uh passed away because of the war and his hero is his dad. And our, our founder did talk to him and ask him, um, if your dad were here, what would he say? And he said, my dad would want me to go. So right now he is in the U.S., and he's uh, in a military academy in Texas on a full scholarship.
0: Wow. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, we're, we're, we're lucky to have... Uh... You know NGOs and and organizations such as yourself, because uh, yeah, evidently, you know, bureaucracies and and uh, nation states are uh, not the not the best to react to you know individual people's needs.
1: Yeah, it's very challenging, especially for people who are in a challenging situations such as war zones or uh, refugees. Uh, bureaucracy is always one of the barriers that uh, makes it difficult um one of the things we also do is legal support for these families uh if it's for parents for kids uh, who might need some support then um, we do our best to make sure that uh, we can uh, help them with all the legalities because some of the families are eligible to get aid from the government and sometimes they don't know how to do this um And it's a lot of legal work. Uh, Just to go through the bureaucracy, we have some lawyers employed within our organization that do help these families. So um, the red tape, they have to go through anything that they do go through. uh, We try to make sure and ensure that we support and care for them and give them all the tools that they need to succeed.
0: That's great and uh, you've mentioned that um you know you see a, an importance in uh helping the the kids have a uh international perspective or an international career path can you explain uh why do you think that's uh you know an important uh, topic to to focus on
1: yeah definitely one of the goals of the organization is to get these kids to have higher uh earning potential than if the war never started And we see an international organization or international um, background or being more international allows them to basically be ahead of the competition mainly because of language as well as uh, knowledge and understanding of markets beyond their borders. I think another thing that we have to look at is moving forward, a more connected world is where these kids will be. You and I are already in a connected world, and it's only 2023. In 10, 15 years, where would we be? An international perspective not only helps these kids uh, with job prospects, earning potential, but also helps with their worldly mindset. Conflicts such as this happen because a lot of people aren't as knowledgeable about other cultures or understand the nuances of being in a different orga- organization, country, or situation. Being more international, being more global, not only helps them become and grow as individuals, but it also helps stop conflict, understand cultures, and it opens so many barriers for many people. That's why we think and feel that being an international citizen is what's important in the future, not just for. Um, Kids in the U.S., kids in the, in the U.K., or kids in Korea, but kids everywhere. Um, Ukraine is one of those countries that needs to do this in the future, not just for helping grow their, ex, uh, ex, expand their reach around the world, but also to preserve their own culture. Being worldly, I think people think that, oh, you're, more know, uh, more knowledgeable about the world around you. That's one thing, but the other thing is that knowing and representing your, your culture externally and being able to represent it clearly and not create any misunderstandings of who you are as an individual, who your people are. And I think that's one important thing for the future, especially with where we are in blockchain and um, cryptocurrency. Where everything is interconnected, and the whole point of cryptocurrency is to create a barrierless world. And culture, global, global being a global citizen is one of those things.
0: Yeah, that's a very interesting perspective. And uh, speaking about um, you know crypto and and blockchain, can you tell us a little bit about uh, who are your donors? You know, if you have. Uh, some specific uh, supporters in in the crypto community?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, Majority of our donors have been uh, individuals and corporations. One thing we're trying to do is grow our uh, uh, our regular donor base, which is individual donors, Uh, regular people like you and myself. We want to grow this base because uh, this is what will sustain us and make us sustainable and stable for the long term. In terms of crypto donations, uh through fundraiseup integration, we're able to accept cryptocurrency and through one of our partners, uh, Cointelegraph, uh we also are able to to do some coin uh, cryptocurrency fundraising. So far, we've almost raised a bitcoin uh, from all these crypto fundraisers, and we're expecting to do more it's uh It's a great way for us to basically fundraise borderless and anywhere in the world and allows us to have uh, people who are more forward technologically and more um, mindset forward. And we, we really love the donations and the help that the community is building.
0: Yeah, and, and, and it seems to match your, uh, you know, like your international perspective as well. I would say.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, de- definitely. Um, as as mentioned, crypto is a borderless society, and that's where we want to see and be. Um, the current challenges that we're facing, uh, these wars that are happening, is really because of borders and misunderstandings. And that's essentially what we want to wipe out in terms of culture and understanding, and that borders don't mean so much rather... They're just uh a way for us to share and build culture and we shouldn't see it as literal separations of individuals rather just a way for us to define and build an identity.
0: Yeah, it seems like the world needs a lot of uh still needs a lot of work to to, to get there. Yeah, definitely. Can you tell us uh, a little bit more about what makes uh, Children of Heroes different from uh, other charitable institutions out there?
1: I think as someone who's into blockchain, uh, cryptocurrency, one thing that we always look for is transparency. And that's what the organization Children of Heroes brings. We have every dollar documented. Uh, 90% of, all, of uh, every dollar So $0.90 out of every dollar that you donate goes directly to the families. 10% of all uh, all the donations would be for all of the expenses that we have for the organization, for all the employees, all the social workers that work with us. And every dollar that you donate, you can follow, you can track to a specific individual that you donate to. Similar to the world of crypto where the blockchain, we see all these uh, transactions and all these ledgers. With... The way that we do our business and in the nonprofit world, we want to ensure that there's clear transparency as to who's getting your money, how is it being used, what's the output. Uh, If we used it to buy a tool for a child, you would definitely know it. We ensure that we always have clear communication with our donor base. We ensure that there's always clear lines. And if a donor wants to understand how their money is being spent, how their donation is being allocated. Definitely we have that as a clear and transparent um, system. A lot of uh, nonprofits in the space have a lot of secrecy. It's, um, it's an open secret that a lot of these organizations do have uh, some um, some murky ways as to how they use their money. Or your money as a donor. And it's always not clear as to how donations happen, where they go, where the money goes, and who receives it. And we always wanted to eliminate that. We wanted to ensure the donors that, as an organization, we are very open and we don't hide anything. And we ensure you that every donation has a purpose. And it's not just for us to save and hold so that we can operate for a long time. Rather, we want to do impact. And all of this can be measured uh, clearly in transparency.
0: That's very interesting. Can you give us um, some example how how can this uh, happen in practice? Let's say that somebody um, you know donated a certain amount of money, and they they want to um, you know see the the transparency report, or or you know get a, get a feedback on where that money goes? Like how how do they in practice get that information?
1: Definitely. Uh, There's a few ways. One would be if you are just a regular donor, we do have regular uh, newsletters that talk about the impact that we've done, what fundraising aspects that we do. We also have a monthly report within our website where we detail all the money that we've raised each month and where everything goes. Um, It could be for laptops. It could be for financial support to some children educational support, uh, buying clothes and shoes, uh, buying warm clothes. The other is that we do have uh, international fundraising team that do monitor. And if you want specifically your donation to go to a specific child, it can be done as well so that you know who who gets your money, how they're doing. Um, If you want an itemized breakdown of your donation and how... The family received it. Or if you want to be very specific and say that this, let's say, $100 donation, I just want it to be used for uh, buying winter clothes. Or I want it to be used specifically for psychological support. It can be done. We don't um, put limitations as to what the donor can do with their donation as it is your money. It is your hard-earned money. And I know that you want to support And the the way that you're supporting is by donating. Therefore, we want you to be able to have a say as to how your money's being used.
0: I'm sure that's great to hear for a lot of uh, you know donors out there. That um, yeah, that that there have been concern in the past with uh, you know other organizations, right, that draw a lot of attention to the fact that they're um, you know not necessarily mismanaging funds but uh definitely allocating in a, in a way that you know seems to benefit the uh, organization rather than you know the the goals that they espouse um so you know having that this this level of transparency I, i'm sure is uh important for a lot of people
1: definitely i i think beyond beyond this discussion of transparency and clarity we can see it as a more some ways tokenization and using the organization as a way to use your tokens to create impact. And beyond the monthly report that we have, we have impact reports that detail that have a full detail of what we've done throughout the year, uh, an annual report that uh, breaks down our uh, our um, financial spend, and here you can clearly see everything. We don't want to hide anything. We want to make sure that, as an organization, we're clear, transparent, and doing the right thing for the right people. Because I I feel that the people in Ukraine do deserve um, the help. and They've been very generous and they've been very resilient people.
0: For sure. I think everybody in the world uh, noticed that so uh I guess this is our our last question, and uh, probably the most important one how How can people that are listening to us right now, which is mostly people from the crypto community and cryptocurrency users how can they uh how can they help
1: donations would be very much appreciated and if you can't donate just pushing our website at your uh discord channels your your community, you can go to dot org slash EN. And when you click the donate button on our homepage, there's three in the main homepage. You can go donate by cryptocurrency or by traditional currency. If it's through cryptocurrency, it's going to go through fundraise up and Coinbase that, that ensures that the donation is safe. Um, Beyond that, uh Coin Telegraph is currently running a fundraising program for us. Um there has been about almost a bitcoin in donation and that's uh one of the things that has been really helpful for our uh uh our visibility in the crypto space. Um, the other thing too is that we accept major um, multiple currencies. If you want to donate in um in uh, um in cryptocurrency it's not limited to the larger um larger currencies we do accept bitcoin we accept ethereum we accept tether usd a uh, usd coin dogecoin dai shibu inu Litecoin Bitcoin cash eight coin we're not very li- we're not limiting anything because any donation does help and I think what the community can do Uh, as seen from our NFTs, from our cryptocurrencies, is that we're a tight-knit community that helps one another. Um, I, I, as the CEO of um, Children of Heroes, really do support and have actively participated in the community. And I've seen how strong the crypto community is. I've seen how well and how organized they can be and how impactful they can be if they want to. And I would say that this is a rallying call for myself, that I feel that we as an organization uh, represent more than just hope for these families. We represent um, a future for them. If you are in a war zone and you've lost all hope and you find that there are people who are willing to help, it doesn't matter how much. It doesn't matter how big the donation is. Knowing that somebody is out there actively thinking of you, actively ensuring that you're taken care of, actively ensuring that may, that you you and your family are okay, it's a big uplift. Knowing that a community is behind you is even stronger, and the, the crypto. The crypto um, communities not a small community, but it's a tight-knit community. It's a community built upon by the belief that there is a better system, a belief that we can make an impact without the help of governments. We can make an impact without uh, bureaucracy. And that's what we espouse to do as children of heroes. We espouse to make sure that we can create positive impact even without the help of governments even without the help even without uh, these major supports we want to ensure that the families have somebody to lean on in these difficult times and that's us and i know a lot of people don't know how to help and but they do want to help so going to our website and donating is one the other is just essentially sharing our organization to the people that you know uh, And if you are really, really into helping and, as mentioned, being transparent and understanding where your money goes, it's possible for you to donate to a specific child or to a specific cause. One thing that we will be pushing this uh, coming fourth quarter or this fourth quarter is um, Warm for Children. One of the hardest things to do in a country like Ukraine during the winter is stay warm. And we do have some reports that uh, they might not have enough power or energy to ensure heat warmth this Christmas period or this winter period. So we wanted to make sure that we have uh, enough funds to get these families warm warm clothes, socks, anything to keep them warm, heaters, um, generators. And at the same time... Energy supply is needed to make sure not that not just that they're warm, but also these kids continue to get educated. So I, I just want to rally the community and uh, tell you guys about our organization and hope that you guys can consider donating, if not just sharing our organization, our mission and vision to the people that you think can, and. I think it's a testimony to how strong and how well-built the community is if uh, we can make an impact even if not all of us are, um, are actively donating because we can act as a, as a strong, tight-knit community with a goal. And yeah, just visiting our website to learn more. Uh, you can email our team. They'll be more than happy to answer any questions guide you in donating, liaison you if you want to donate to an individual family. And you can also follow our website and our social media media platforms, which is Children of Heroes, um, where you can see the work that we do. You can see the impact that we've done. And we constantly give information out as to what is needed and how we're helping and making impact. And I think we, we are... Uh, hoping to do more, not just now, and as mentioned, it's a long-term project with until the next 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 years, just to make sure that the impact of this war is minimized. And I want um, Ukraine to be the victor, but at the same time, I want, the cryptocurrency community to be part of this victory. So, if if you can donate, um, go ahead. Any amount helps. And um, for example, insurance is only uh, thirteen dollars a month, which is about one hundred fifty or so dollars a year. And sponsoring one child thirteen dollars a month isn't that difficult for some. So, if you can. Uh, the community is very much welcome to help and donate.
0: So uh, here you have it, folks—a very worthy goal. And um, you know, if any whales up there uh, out there are hearing us, right? Obviously, they can make a, a bigger impact. But like he said, everyone can make an impact by sharing and you know, reaching out to to more people. Um, Thank you very much, Bryce, for uh, for everything that you do and for uh, taking the time uh, today to speak to us.
1: Thank you so much, Abby, for having us. Uh, children of Heroes is very appreciative of every platform that allows us to basically say our message to the world and speak on behalf of the children. So thank you so much.
0: Thank you. And thank you for listening to the Bitcoin.com news podcast. Follow us for more interviews with the most interesting leaders, founders, and investors in the fields of cryptocurrency, decentralized finance, NFTs, and the metaverse.